0: Hey, everybody, it's Ben Higgins here, and I am the man of the hour. What an honor. And Justin and I had a great time talking about faith, about life, about disorientation, about value and purpose. And I hope each and every one of you tune in.
1: Let's have a Founders Week, shall we? I'm incredibly honored and excited to bring each of you back-to-back episodes this week and this week only with some of the smartest and coolest founders and CEOs that I know. I've got one with Jimmy DeSico, the CEO of Super Coffee, the Stenmark twins Jordan and Zach, the founders of Dreamers, Nolan Walsh, the founder of Thursday Boots, and Ben Higgins, the co-founder of Generous International. Now what inspired Founders Week was this deep sense of learning that I felt we all could use through conversations I've had with these guys over the past couple months. Whether we want to admit it or not, I think all of us have some level of creative entrepreneurship in us. And if you've at all been on the fence about launching your own company or brand, Jimmy, the twins, Nolan, and Ben have a lot of advice and experiences that I think could help set you up. Now what fun would a Founders Week been without one of the four companies joining us for it, and that's Super Coffee. This incredible coffee company and all their positive energy are our Founders Week presenting sponsor. As a super fan of Super Coffee, this was a very special partnership we brought to life, especially after I became friends with Jimmy. I've been drinking Super Coffee for years now, and its dynamic taste, ingredients, and flavors are what really sold me to begin with. It's got the delicious taste, zero grams of added sugar, 10 grams of protein, and it's healthy with no artificial ingredients, which is why everyone loves it. Super Coffee is the number three ranked bottled coffee company in the United States behind Starbucks and Dunkin'. Isn't that incredible? This company was born with the idea of removing negative ingredients and replacing them with positive ones. It could be their pour over vanilla ground coffee or their canned cold brew that has L theanine in it. No matter the type of coffee, I'm always so happy with the way that it tastes, especially because it's the healthiest alternative to sugary drinks such as Frappuccinos, which I call Crapuccinos, Dunkin', as well as other energy drinks. Super Coffee combines the caffeine of two cups of coffee with protein and healthy fats to give you all day focused energy without the jitters or afternoon crash. There you have it, afternoon crashing. We all hate it, and we know that sometimes when we drink certain types of coffees, we're crashing by maybe two or three p.m. Super Coffee doesn't do that to you. You know what else is so nice? It's also keto-friendly, lactose-free, and gluten-free, and you know I had to throw that one in there just in case any of you were curious. Now we're gonna roll the episode, but I would love for you to check out Super Coffee today and try it out. The best part is that Super Coffee has a 60-day money-back guarantee, meaning if you don't love it, you get your money back, no questions asked. We've worked out an exclusive deal for this podcast and this podcast only, and that is for each of you listeners to receive 25% off your entire purchase when you go to drinksupercoffee.com and use Justin25 at checkout. That's all it takes, 25% off your entire order, whether you start the subscription or purchase one time only, and be sure to use Justin25 at checkout. Super Coffee is also available nationwide in over 25,000 stores, including Target, Whole Foods, Walmart, Kroger, and CVS. We all know Ben Higgins is our favorite bachelor, but he's also the president and co-founder of Generous International and drives his company with purpose, and on this last episode of Founders Week, you're gonna find out exactly why.
2: Now Ben's closing everything out. We got a lot of t- uh, a lot to talk about. You know, this is a, a special week essentially for the podcast, and I wanted to inspire people to kind of build something for themselves. Even if you're in corporate America, I think all of us have the opportunity to do that. And, uh, dude, we're gonna start with entrepreneurship, and then I want to go into the podcasts that you host. Uh, we may touch on the Bachelor. I'm sure that always comes up in conversation. Uh, yeah. And then you 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 wrote a book. Uh, you're a part of a really cool organization that we're gonna talk about, and then we're gonna end things off with humanity and hope man so i just i'm so glad you said yes thank you for for you know taking some time with me on the show
0: hey i uh, i'm happy to be here and i'm uh, i'm looking pretty lax right now i just uh i just got a uh, blew out my knee a couple of days ago so i'm having to sit oh, with it elevated. so if i look like i'm like lean back and relax I'm trying. To, <laughs> as you should but dude that's what podcasting is i think
2: the best 45 minutes from our conversation will come from you being lax but is your knee okay i gotta ask
0: Uh, it's fine. I'm going to have surgery next week. Um, it's going to be better after next week. I promise that.
2: Dang. Well, at least you're not, you're not cooped up on drugs, dude. So we'll get you out of here in a right. minutes so you can go rest that knee. Uh, let's start with entrepreneurship, man. I mean, obviously we know you from The Bachelor. I think everybody knows yeah. you. I, I told friends in the business you were coming on and everybody's like, oh my God, we know Ben Higgins. It's The Bachelor, right? And I think that's part of your brand. But another thing that you did was you built a brand that's Generous International back in 2017. So I wanted to start there. What, what inspired it and then what ultimately led it to what everybody knows now is Generous Coffee Company?
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, that's a great, a great start. I appreciate it. So um let me flash back a little bit. Uh 15 years ago, I went to Central America for the very first time on a missions trip. And uh and that missions trip was a great trip, um, but it felt like it was lacking something. Um mm. because of my faith, uh loving on people the best I can. I'm not gonna say I'm great at it, but I'm trying to, is really mm. Important to me, and it's important to my my friends. And so we went on this trip, and we saw a bunch of people who had been stricken by injustice, uh, mostly a- around the realm of poverty. So poverty can bring about a bunch of um, of things. Uh, they, it brings about lack of healthcare, lack of education, lack of leadership, lack of infrastructure, um, lack of clean water. Uh, and lack of jobs and so there's a lot of lacks in there but you know but these people are incredible humans uh who who are very very smart very driven they just it's like they can't get past the cards that were dealt them because the world just seems like it continues to suppress and push and push aside so my buddies and i back then were like hey is there something we could do about this you know a bunch of dudes from the midwest who uh grew up uh with a ton of um, some of my buddy buddies were more uh, fortunate financially than even than I was. And so we're like, we have a lot at, to our disposal. Is there anything we can do? And so one of my my best friends created this idea that what if we went into uh, to communities domestically and internationally um, with this very simple idea that gets a lot more complex as you work through it? But what if we started asking them, what do you need? What do you want? What do you dream of? And then how can we help? And we let them guide us. And so we just kind of walk behind and support and say, hey, we're not going anywhere for the next 10 years. We're going to be here with you. We're going to be beside you. We're going to be helping you build your businesses, to, to build out a healthcare program, to build in education. So that's a nonprofit called Humanity and Hope United um, that we started and it's going great. Well, um, a few years ago, when I was on the show, our fundraising kind of skyrocketed because I talked about it a lot. It was important to me. It was kind of what my 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 ethos was. And so it was something that, you know, within conversations with the women or even on interviews when people ask me, hey, what do I do with my life? It's like, well, this is what matters to me. And um, so fundraising skyrocketed and then it kind of plateaued, uh, it, it plateaued. And, and what we realized then was a sign that, hey, I'm not going to be the bachelor forever. And uh, and we. We need to find new ways, creative ways to fundraise for great organizations, not just Humanity Hope United, but even other organizations. So we put our heads together one more time and we said, "Okay, what if we created a for profit business? Um, We call ourselves for purpose. Uh, We sold products uh, and then we donated 100 percent of profits to nonprofits. Profits is ambiguous. And so we try to keep around 10 percent of revenue uh, pouring into these nonprofits. And so what if the bigger we get as a company, we would be able to donate more. And so that's where generous international came in. We started generous international with that idea. So now that's my full-time job. Um, still not taking a salary from it. I hope to one day. Uh, but we're, you know, three and a half years in we've grown, uh, we've, we've been able to donate, Uh, It's been an incredible deal. So that's where that's where Generous started with the idea that we could just sell stuff. We're best known today as Generous Coffee Company. Uh, We uh, we import coffee. um, We roast coffee. We sell our coffee. And then uh, and we're able to donate a bunch a large percentage of each bag sold to nonprofits.
2: I love that. And you said for purpose instead of for profit i mean yeah. you probably you could probably go down both directions dude i love that about you right before we hit the record button i was like gosh i did all this research uh and it's it's nice to do research on someone and you could imagine we've had i think up until year episode probably about almost 60 guys on the show and as i'm doing research on you all i'm always finding that there was like some type of backlash or some type of controversy da, 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 da. and i'm looking through your notes and, and your bio and stuff and there's a lot of there's hope that you instill into people based on what you uh, found as your ethos. And I fucking love that. There's so much there. Um, And it also got you into podcasting. I know you're full-time now uh, with Generous International, which is fantastic. I can't believe you're not taking a salary. you know, most people would. But tell us about these podcasts, man, Hope Still Wins and Almost Famous. So they're very different podcasts from what I understand. But I want to start with Hope Still Wins because that means a lot to people who are listening now. I think people should, should, should hold on to hope and do something with it. But how are you doing that through the
0: podcast? Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, and, and just to touch on something you said, you know, I'm able not to take a salary at Generous because of some of these other things. You know, there's going to be a season in my life where, uh, you know, I'm getting married in November. I'm going to get tired, uh, I know, and I'm going to be stretched thin and there's going to be other responsibilities placed on me. And so I'm going to have to um, say no to a couple things and hopefully make Generous just that full-time, get a salary from right now, I'm able to do a couple other things and allow Generous to kind of grow and build up this uh, foundation so that it can really take off in the future. Well, Mm. to touch on Hope Still Wins, so Hope Still Wins kind of was birthed uh, about a year ago, I started with Instagram live, um, during the pandemic and, and really uh, to be as honest as I can with you, the, there's a few reasons why one is it felt like I was more disoriented than ever. I was more confused than ever. And I was feeling more isolated than ever. And so I thought, Hey, um, maybe I could get on my Instagram live with some people that are also sitting at home that I've always looked up to that I maybe never thought I'd have the opportunity to, to interview and talk with and get to know who they are as humans and kind of break down the barrier that maybe their lives are perfect and that they have it all together and maybe just chat and talk. Um, It also came from the idea that we needed to have a better uh, discourse amongst people of different religions, uh, different races, uh, different uh, orientations, different preferences, that it felt like we were yelling um, from, from one side or the other telling the other person what we don't agree with, but there was no, there was no middle ground. There was no uh, idea. And I was once advised by a mentor of mine that once you hear somebody's story, it's really hard not to like them or not to understand them. And so I thought, what if we started to understand people better by hearing their stories um, without, without judgment, without me trying to push them in a certain direction, obviously as a Christian, um, you know, I have my beliefs, but also, you um, I'm excited about people of other beliefs. I believe they probably believe those things, or at least I hope they believe those things because of a story they have in their life or a a trend they have in their life or the way they grew up. And and I wanna hear those things so I just get to understand people better. I thought possibly listeners would also grab onto that and say, hey, um, there's hope in these conversations because as much yelling as I hear, as much disorientation as I hear uh, or feel, um, maybe, just maybe, there is uh, a thread of truth through it all that we should pick up on. Um, and I'll close this thought with this. Uh, because of my belief, there's really a few things I stand really firm on. And one of those things uh is that I'm called to love others well. Um and that that doesn't uh that doesn't mean that I need to love somebody differently if they don't agree with me on something. And so to love others well, I needed to start listening to others well. I need to start, I need to keep staying curious to other people. So this is one of those ways I can do that is through a podcast through this platform and then allow other people to listen to is like, hey, how do we understand people better? And what would our lives look like if that's the path we took instead of looking left and right and seeing who disagree with us?
2: Yeah, that's worth coming off mute for. If you're tuning in right now and you haven't heard me say, it, mm, ah, wow it's cause we're on zoom and I don't want to fuck up what Ben's saying. Cause it's so dope, dude. I love that. We're more, more similar than I thought. Uh, I was doing an IGTV series uh, when, when we left red carpet events and stuff and it, it folded into the birth of this podcast. And it's cool because it all comes down to narratives and there's millions of people out there that you and I are talking to. And to your point, about how you were in somewhat of a, like a, you know, an uncertain, you know, a hopeless place. And everybody was right. We're still amidst that. I've talked with many friends and families and colleagues, you name it, people are still figgity fucked up and what they're going through. And it's so crazy. But if you can tune into something like this, which is traditionally a candid conversation, which is why it's a podcast and then have someone like you moderate that conversation authentically, because that's the purpose of the show. Outstanding dude. Uh, Alone in plain sight. Can you tell me yeah. about this book, man? What, what what did that mean to you when, it, when when you birthed this book? We're going to talk about birthing, right? You're about to yeah. get married. We won't talk about kids now, but you, you're birthing all these great ideas and putting them out in the universe. And you have an extraordinary platform to do that. But tell us about Alone in Plain Sight.
0: Yeah. So one of the, one of my biggest um, difficulties, but also biggest gifts uh, I believe now is that I've always felt like the outsider looking in. Um, if you if you pick up on like generous and the idea that generous is really created to sell coffee online at generouscoffee.com and donate that the money to nonprofits who are helping people around the world fight that are suffering from injustice. Then really, like, if you broke that down, what, what Generous' hope is, is that people would be benefited, the outsider would be benefited from our work. And then if you go to Hope Still Wins, it's the same idea, that we could have these conversations openly and honestly so that people feel less alone, feel more hope-filled, feel like they have something in common with somebody else, and walk away from those conversations picking up on, on some part of truth because our personal stories are true that would allow them to be connected more than ever to somebody else well alone in plain sight the book i came out with in february is that as well it started as a personal journal of mine just kind of writing down in a season of life like why i was feeling so disconnected i was feeling so alone i was feeling um pushed aside i was feeling confused and um and so i i had this journal Then I got the opportunity to actually share it in book form. And that's what Alone in Plain Sight is. It's a book for anybody who feels disconnected. And it's broken up into four sections. The first part is reconnecting with self. So really breaking down the labels, um, the shame and the guilt, and asking yourself uh, in a true, honest way, who am I? If everything is ripped away, if my career is ripped away, if my identity is ripped away. And man, I've in the last five years had many, seasons of of ripping away at at what I thought my identity was and moving into maybe something different. Always added to that is is moments of humility and moments of humbleness that brings about a lot of pain, but also a lot of beauty at the end. And so then the second section is connecting with friends. Uh, What are friendships for? Why do we need them? They hurt a lot sometimes. Why why do we continue to pursue them? What's the benefit in them? The third is uh, connection romantically. So as we look uh, at singleness, if we want to be single forever, what's the beauty in that? And there's a ton of beauty in that. If you're looking to get married or have a partnership, um, what does that bring about? What kind of benefits does that do? Because that's beautiful also. It just looks different and it requires a little bit more intentionality. And then the the fourth is a connection with God, something bigger than ourselves. Are we the biggest things out there? Are we really, um, are are humans it? it? And if not, what does that mean for us? What if there's just a, what if possibly there is a God that calls us to love God and love others? And if we if, if that's a possibility, then what would that do to ourselves? And how would that inspire a different kind of way that we deal with people? Um, and so that's what alone on plain sight. It's for really for anybody that feels alone. And it's my story, along with the story of a few others who I've ran into in my life um, who have helped me see the world in a more beautiful way, not always uh, the easiest way, but a more beautiful way. And I and I wanted to share their stories because they're 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 incredible humans.
2: You're an incredible human, dude. How about this for one? I think with identity, you bring up a good point. I think a lot of people are often trying to discover what that means for them, and you know, I think all of us are getting lost with social. And if you're in like if you're in something as popular as Bachelor Nation, reality show TV, entertainment business in general, it, it's often misconstrued that not everybody has their own identity, but when you do find it. Um, Especially in your world, I could imagine when when you found that, even maybe it was during the book, after the book, before the book. Uh, when did you discover like what your what your version of your identity as Ben Higgins was? And if there was a mm-hmm. moment or a time, I don't know just walk us through that thought process because for you, I feel like, I mean, once you're the bachelor, you're the bachelor, but then there's all these other elements we've discovered in the past 15 minutes about you. And now I'm starting to think, okay, well, maybe Ben at some point did walk his, and you're very heavy in your faith. And I I admire the hell out of that. But in addition to that, for you personally, when it comes to identity, were there pockets of moments or just one specifically that you can tell us about where you felt like, wow, this is who I am. And I'm very happy with this. And I'm going to grow and unfold and lean into that.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing I've picked learned in life so far, and I'm, I haven't, I don't love to give advice because, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm consistently learning and some of the advice, advice I gave five years ago, I would probably take back today. But one of the advice I think I'll live with is, um, instead of holding onto my identity with a closed fist, I've had to open my hands up and hold it loosely. Uh, because I had a season of life where yes I, I went on reality television and everything changed fairly quickly for me brought in a whole new platform which I'm very very grateful for because it has allowed me to do these other things that i that I really love and that I hope that I hope grow way beyond my lifetime um, but there's a there's an interesting moment in my life where i I was just uh, kind of living uh, at a fast pace and I was um, People were giving me a lot of attention and I was kind of picking and choosing what I wanted to do and whatever it is I would do, you know, you'd get paid for ridiculous things you get paid for. And then you'd show up to events and people uh, would kind of clamor to you. And I was sitting in the airport one day and I just had this overwhelming feeling of loneliness that I was alone um, and that I didn't know how to handle kind of this season of life where everything was about me that everything was coming back on me. And I called my buddy and I was like, Hey, I'm feeling this way. I don't know what to do with it. And he, he said something really incredibly in that moment. He said, what if all of this was never meant to be about you? goes, what if this was meant to be about something bigger than you? What if you could use this moment where the attention is on you to push the attention somewhere else and start to talk about things that actually matter in this world? Because the truth is this, and if if you read, uh, if you listen to me, Wright Thompson, who wrote Pappy Land and uh, wrote the Tiger Woods uh, book, um, no matter where you've been at in life, no matter how much success you've had, at some point, it hits you that that is fleeting and that that's going away. And when it does, what's left to hold on to? and the one thing that's left to hold on to is your relationships the people outside of you the stories you have the memories you hold and i didn't want to i didn't want to continue to create memories and stories by myself i wanted to start creating them about others so that was really the switch for me it's made things a lot easier is you know for 5 years if i'm in a predicament where i can't decide if i'm if my head's in the right place the question that i that i ask myself is this about me or is this about something greater than me And if it's about something else, then it's usually something I want to pursue. If it's about me, I know it's going to be a burden. I know it's going to be heavy. And I know ultimately it's going to end um, in a really painful way. And so that was the identity switch is when, hey, um, there's going to be a season of life where I'm, you know, known as a bachelor. There's going to be a season of life where maybe I'm known as an author. Maybe I go back into the business world and I'm known as an analyst. Um, Maybe I'm a husband. Maybe I'm a father maybe I'm a friend. And all of those things are, are important in their own right. But there are also things that I can't hold on to, to know that they're going to be everlasting. And I, at this point in my life, want to hold on to things that I know will, will be everlasting.
2: Wow. You're getting, you're getting my juices flowing. Thank you for all of that. First of all, dude, I wonder too. So as you're trying to tell yourself that it's, it's good to have uh moments in your life or and you said this just a second ago where you felt like you were going through a phase or somewhat of a, there's like a time period in your life where certain things are happening and then those always come to an end. And and then you brought the fact that, you know, then, you know, maybe maybe you're, you're an analyst, maybe you're the bachelor, maybe you're this, maybe you're that. And then I often, I've heard from a lot of people, especially on this show, that you can be as many things as you want to be, and you can pour into different buckets throughout your entire life. And then I ask, now that you said that, now I'm starting to wonder, but what if like stories end within your life? And that's okay. Because imagine Ben Higgins, Benny Higgs, how many people are holding on to 10 to 15 different versions of themselves and a lot of it's tied to career let's be honest right yeah. you can say someone's an entrepreneur an author of this that and the third but you're an author when you wrote the book and yeah. that's okay that that book is published and being sold and right now you're not an author but like it mm-hmm. could be don't get me wrong when we write your and i don't, I would never bring up death i think i brought it up once on a podcast and they were like are you i think it was jonathan benny he's like i'm not gonna die but Anyway, when eulogies are written for people, great. We can talk about the 15, 20 jobs we had. But as you think about chapters closing, that's the word I was looking for, chapters. As you think about chapters closing, Ben, uh, where's the beauty in that for you? So as you say, for example, you, you did it dedicated about a decade to, to this company now that you're working for full time, probably beyond that. But then the book is like a one hit. And mm-hmm. then anything else that's been like a one hit and done, what's the beauty in that?
0: Well, there's a few things I'd say. One is like, it's really okay to talk about death. It's the one thing we all have in common. Um, and so like at some level, it's pretty powerful. And uh, and I've been encouraged my whole life to write my obituary. And that obituaries look different five years ago than it does today. Um, how do I want people to remember me? How do I want to be, how do I want to make people feel? Um, and then once you write that, are you living a life that's pointing towards that? Or are you kind of going off in a different direction? So I think that's a perfectly fair thing to talk about um when when chapters end what's left because you're completely right um where you can hold on you can hold on to a lot of labels and those labels will be fleeting the one thing that I take from those seasons of life when they end is the experience the stories and the connections and so just because maybe I was an author for two years of my life I was writing and I think I would call, I would say, author very loosely. But just because then I was interviewing people, talking with people, connecting with people, sharing these ideas with people, doesn't mean that relationship ends as I enter into a new chapter. It just means that it looks differently. It means we're talking about different things. It means I'm leaning on them for different pieces of wisdom and different advice. The stories that I have, I'll tell that will be a thread forever. Um, so the experience, uh, the connections, the stories, and my experience. I hope to be a better man tomorrow than I was today. And I'm going to only do that if I pick up on the experience that I had today, the conversation that I had today, the things that I'm going to say to you right now uh, that I'm going to hold myself to. Um, if I tell you, hey, I want to be somebody that represents justice. I want to be somebody that stays curious. I want to be somebody that is readily admits when I'm wrong. Um, and then I go off from this and I do the exact opposite. Well, then this was just a waste of time. This, this story, this chapter in my life, this hour that we're going to spend together was all a big waste of time. And it was here just to completely manipulate you and call me a fraud. And that'd be fair if you did, but I don't want to be called a fraud. My obituary doesn't have fraud in it. That's not something I want to be remembered for. And so as a result, I have to hold myself to that standard that I'm trying to pursue forever. And so I would say, that's what I take with me. And when the labels go away, because they will when the titles go away, because they will, um, when people no longer are asking me to come on their podcast and hang out with them, because that will happen, what's left? And it's the connections, it's the stories, and it's the experience. Mm. You know what to keep thinking
2: about, dude? and I'm always candid about this stuff because how else are people going to know and, and understand how this goes? I cut up social tape, which means I literally will produce a reel and I, you know, a little clip to yeah. put on social when, you're, when your episode airs. And I'm thinking of all the 15 second snippets of all this like good stuff, man. It's, it's the good shit. And I think that's why I have yet to ask you about The Bachelor show because that can yeah. be found online. You know what I mean? And everything you've just sure. alluded to is so valuable to anybody. Uh, if you're tuning in right now and you're thinking about moments in your life where there might have been an ending there's always a happy ending I don't even think you should look at it as a failed experiment sometimes can you give us a moment Ben where you walked into a project or something that was big especially if it was bigger than yourself there's a fucking fly over here uh and you walked into something and you pretty much were like, oh, this is not going to work. And you closed the chapter, but you did so gracefully so that you at least took something away from it to your point, connections or experiences or whatever that was. Can you give us one particular moment? I want people to kind of understand that it's actually okay to walk into something and, and close the door behind you, even if it wasn't a
0: huge hit, right? Oh, many. I mean, I, you know, I, you can go back to, um, you know, I think my, I mean, I'd imagine most people's lives would be completely covered in stories of, uh, you know, we can call them failures or we can call them transitions. You know, I, I, I would start at the beginning when, uh, you know, I was planning on playing football in college and uh, I blew out my knee for the first time. This is now my third time. I'm sitting here right now talking to you with a blown out knee blew up my knee, destroyed it, and never really played sports again. Like within a matter of seconds, everything changed, right? I had to close that chapter. It's not easy. It's not pretty. It's not without pain. It's not without its tears. It's not without its pounding of the chest, crying out to God, why now? Why me? Why is this happening? But it happens. And either I can hold on to that and still talk about how, uh, you know, how much of an athlete I was in high school, or I can close that door, take with me the lessons learned, and move on to the next. Well, then I can go into, you know, my my first job. And there's a lot of failures in between there, too, or transitions in between there. I can go to my first job and sitting at my desk after eight months and going, I'm a robot to this company. I come in. I. I push a computer, I push a clock and I start working and I get up and I leave and I go home at five and I'm exhausted and I do it again and again and again. Now, some people are really good at that. For me, it wasn't for me. I needed to be out in the world. I need to be dealing with people. I need to be experiencing um, some more relationships. That's just the way I was made and built. And there was people sitting around me super happy with that job and hey, good for them. I wasn't. I wasn't good at it. I was terrible at that job. So I had to close that chapter, take with me some of those relationships, some of those experiences, some of those stories and say, hey, what I've experienced in this season of life is something that I don't want to continue to do. It's not going to fulfill me. It's not, it doesn't feel like my purpose and my passion. So let me move on to something else. Then you go into romantic relationships, right? We come off the show. Uh, you know, I'm best known for somebody that's dating people and everybody's really excited about the relationship that I'm in. That ends, that chapter closes. Does not mean that I, I, I have any ill feelings uh, towards uh, anybody on that show or any experience, not at all. Um, It hurts, it sucks. I don't like it. It wasn't fun. It wasn't pretty. There was definitely pains involved. There was definitely mistreatment involved on both sides. However, you close that chapter and you say, okay, now to my next partner, can I be a better man? Can I learn from my mistakes in this? Can I build on what I've experienced here? Um, And then even, you know, and to to kind of answer your question in a more simplistic way, I'm in that season right now, man. Um of closing a chapter. Uh, you know, I've I've been able for years to kind of build up. I invested into three restaurants in 2019 and two coffee shops in 2020, all of them closed down. So career-wise, you see this money that I've worked for handed over to say, Hey, I want to see it grow, I want to see it prosper, I want to see people eat, I want to see people enjoy these products, and then that closes down and all of that starts to like slip away. You start to ask yourself, like, hey, have I done anything right? Um, You know, then I was on a tour for uh, Warner Brothers, hosting this tour across the country. COVID hits, that closes down. A lot just similar, a lot of people's stories. You know, now I'm finding myself sitting at home. And then I'm sitting here now over the last, you know, five months as TV's picking back up. And, uh, you know, I love to host. I loved to at least moderate. I love to have conversations with people. It was something that I felt like if I can get paid for this, what a deal. Like what an opportunity for me. And uh, I haven't got a phone call, man. I haven't got a phone call in months about anything. Uh, And so I sit here in this transition season right now, kind of maybe I'm not quite close the door because I'm still holding on to it a little tighter than I think I need to. Um, I'm not ready to give it up yet, but I know that it's coming. I know that that season of life is coming for me. And who knows, maybe somebody will kick that door back open and I'll be back out into the world and that'll be a blast, but I'm not counting on it. And so for me and, and maybe anybody out there listening, it's been a consistent theme in my life, and maybe I'm alone in this, where doors have been closed and I've had to pick myself up off the ground, take with me the lessons I've learned, and take two steps forward. Just keep in two, just keep taking the next best step to try to figure out what that next season is going to be like. And you know, I find myself also in a season now where we talk about relationships and well, I'm in a beautiful relationship now. A brand new relationship has been formed with somebody that I love and somebody that I care about, somebody that loves me and that I'm full of love for. And so I see the lessons that I learned in that past closing that door and the experiences that I took from that now leading me into being a better man today to Jessica. And that's something amazing. That's something incredible. Um, And it's something I've had to work on.
2: So how do you look at life as a holistic thing? And how does that kind of play into every aspect that
0: we've been talking about for the last 30 minutes? Mm. Uh, Well, to be honest with you, I know very little. Um, How I I view life is one big mystery that I'm always curious about, um, that I've never quite figured out, uh, that I'm consistently surprised by. Um, There's a lot of lament in my life. There's a lot of um, sitting in silence in my life, looking at the world and going, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm frustrated um, with people who, um, you know, characterize themselves with the same tradition as I do, um, which is Christianity. I'm frustrated with people of my own color for um, their inability um, to feel like give up our comforts to love on others as well. And I'm not just talking about race. I mean, this is just, I look around me at my world and I go, there's a lot of lament and there's a lot of pain and there's a lot of sadness. And so when I'm in those moments, I realize that it's probably not that beneficial. Like when I'm judging others and saying, uh, this is what I'm feeling. So I go into lament to get myself in a place of hope, a place that sees the common denominators that sees the, the love in people's hearts to see that, to, intervene in people's stories and so when I break that all down how I see the world is this it only makes sense to me with really one thing it's just love God and love others um outside of that there's not a lot else I can do there's not a lot else I can get I can have my political opinions I can have my political beliefs I can have my beliefs on how a household should function um, and how relationships should, op- should operate but as I said earlier I've been wrong many times on that, And I might disagree with what I believe now 10 years from now. And so all I've held on to, the only thing that's made sense in this world is that I've been called to passionately pursue others well and to always be looking left and right at the person around me to see how and if I can be a thread of hope in their lives or a thread of, of, of just, a, just a, even a listening ear in their lives. That's the only thing that's ever made sense to me. It's the only thing that's ever worked out. And through that, I've understood the world a little better. And uh, and I've understood that the world has a lot of pain, um, that one of the only things we have in common with each other is that we've all experienced pain and that we're all gonna die. And that sounds really terrible and really heavy and really hard to hear, but it's true. And so within the middle of that, Within the seasons of pain and the seasons of joy and before death and after birth and before death, how are we going to deal with each other well? That's that's how I see the world.
2: Again, well said, dude. I could have put you on a TED Talk. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send this to Ted whoever ted is i still have yet to figure out who ted is i love that you say that so many of us are just confused all the time and i was like you know i think i told someone the other day i was like i don't think any of us have this figured out we're not supposed to have it figured out benny higgs we're supposed to literally just enjoy it it's a journey how many people tell us every day it's like life is a journey i'm like yeah you just need the gentle reminder of that so you can not take it so seriously and also just like work hard and do good and be good and to your point listen to people i think um part of what is so therapeutic of talking with guys like you on this program and and similar to what you've done with your guests is that at the end of the day, when you sit there and listen, dude, you're going to learn, uh, you'll be inspired. You'll figure things out a little bit more. Uh, yeah. And it's always through the narrative of that guest and like their perspective, which is super dope. Uh, I want to ask you about that as we, as we're closing the doors here in just a sec, as we're closing the, the season of this podcast, how about that? Right. Season of life on the, on your episode. Uh, but I can't thank you enough again for for saying yes to to giving us all this, man. When it comes to listening, uh, how important has that been to you to listen to people, whether it's on your podcast or someone's giving you feedback on the book that you wrote, like the PDF version. I just did that for a buddy and, and, and just listening and not getting so wound up in the fact that, uh, you know, you have thoughts and you want to talk and what have you. And I have reason I asked that is because I mean, dude, you're a host. You said it. We're passionate about talking to people and getting to know others and building communities and doing good. But, but where does listening play a heavy impact in all of what you've done so far?
0: Hmm. Well, I was given some advice. And if anybody asked me for the advice, any one piece of advice, uh, it would be a, advice shared with me through two different avenues now, recently. One is through a guy named Bob Goff. And he, he mentioned to me that I need to start being where my feet are. So he talked about how he does this tangible act where when he's in conversation with somebody, he taps his feet and then sets himself so that he feels his feet and he's where his feet are. And so I think that goes to listening. Because if I'm sitting here and my my feet are 10 minutes from now, whatever is next, but yet you've asked me, you've called me to, to be in this interview with you, but yet I'm not giving you the time nor the respect that it deserves by saying, okay, 10 minutes, I got to do this. Oh, I got to check my phone. I've got to start texting this person. Oh, I've got to, you know, pick up on this call. You and I are, are not going to have any depth. It's going to be a transaction here. It's going to be a burden to me. So instead, now I've been working over the last couple of weeks on tapping my feet, being where my feet are, being with with people in these conversations. And that helps me not only in a podcast, obviously, but in when I'm in person with somebody. It also, I think, helps increase our social awareness and our social intelligence, because then we, as we listen, we can pick up on themes. Um, a lot of times when I listen, I don't have much to say back, especially if this person's pouring their heart out to me. I don't really have anything to say, but what I can do, I can offer my ear and I can hit, hear it. I can maybe check in in a week and say, hey, thanks for telling me about this. How are you doing? I don't. I don't need to tell you how to how to be doing. I just want to ask you how you are doing because I want you to live in this season. I want you to lean into the pain that you're feeling. Uh, I want to be here when you're starting to lean out of that pain and you're starting to to heal and to see the world differently. Um, but the only way I do, would ever pick up on those small little notes, those small little uh, things, would be if I was if I'm where my feet are. If I'm focused in. If I'm intentional about listening to you. That's that's really how I do it. Um, It's eliminating distractions so that I can be more purposeful um, in the moment. Purposeful
2: and then intentional, I'm sure. I wonder a busy guy like yourself, you said it, you're thinking 10... Sometimes you have no choice but to text the person that's in the waiting room after me and all this other stuff. And that happens, but you can also manipulate time like a motherfucker in today's world with technology and such. So it's it's so easy to be present. And I think people don't do it. You know, and you said it would have been a burden. Imagine this. If I asked you to do this, there's so many flies around. For anybody listening, I'm in LA and I was like, Ben, are you in LA? I just got here yesterday. He's like, nah, man, I'm in Colorado. So he's inside and I'm I'm outside by the fucking flies. But Gosh, that means a lot because I think when you say yes to something, I've always thanked anybody I've interviewed on this podcast or on red carpets, whatever the situation was, for the time and the energy. On a fucking email, I do the same thing. And I know you have a moment of gratitude, I'm sure, by everything you've said just in general about how you – to how you treat people's time when it's given to you and i love that you brought that up when i asked you about listening because i don't think but they're good they go hand in hand you listen you're giving people that platform and the respect uh to, to open up about something but then you're also able to kind of better understand that, that that they're present with you you know what i mean or else we wouldn't be having this mm. conversation so i'm that I, you know we can leave it there to be honest with you because i think a lot of people if you're listening now do what ben said i think there's a lot to be said about planting your feet, you know, and being present and and knowing what you're committing and saying yes to. That's the perfect way to end this episode. Because as you have built this company, as you're doing the for purpose slash for profit, as you wrote your book and sold it in February and and published it, as you've been hosting these podcasts, and as I'm gonna go call my agent after this and get you on a TV show, like there's gonna there's so much happening right in Ben Higgins' world. And it's it could be impossible for you to even think oh man, like who the hell's Justin? I wouldn't, but, but like, sure, I, I guess I'll go on a podcast. But look, 45 minutes later, turn fold and, and we had a pretty good conversation thanks to you and your experiences. Um, hopefully there's a 2.0, man. I'm, I tell everybody this is episode 60 something. We'll close shop at 100. So I'm really glad you're one of the 100 that came on this podcast, buddy. And, and your story will live on for a long time. We're not gonna delete any of these episodes. So if you're tuning in, um, backtrack to anything. They're all evergreen. Um, ben, you're, you're phenomenal, man. Uh, as we wrap up this, this great episode of hope and humanity or humanity and hope and your book and all your great endeavors. Uh, is there anything else I can give you the space to to tell people who are listening right now?
0: Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I would just say, go check out stuff on uh, the Instagram is really where I do most of my promotion of things. Go buy coffee. That'd be a huge help at uh, generouscoffee.com. Uh, I'm also part of an organization called Project Hope, uh, in addition to Humane and Hope United. Project Hope is um, a healthcare nonprofit focused on uh, not only disaster relief, but helping alleviate um, incredibly difficult diseases around the world. Um, it's just an awesome project that I'm super pumped to get involved in and to continue to support and to continue to help um, be some type of asset too. But most importantly, you know, how I'd end this is just saying how I would end anything I do is I think people have tremendous value. And if you have breath, you have value. And as a result, um, just based on kind of what the work I do is there's a lot of people out there hurting. There's a lot of people out there that need you. And if you have breath, I believe you have a responsibility to start to uh, not only deal with those people, but love on those people well. And uh, I think as you do that, you're going to realize that there's a purpose to your life that you never even imagined. And there's a joy to your life that you never even believed you could um, open up. And I believe that anybody that's sitting out there listening uh, can do that exact same thing. So, hey, um, thanks for having me. Benny Higgs, thank you for saying yes. Hey, it's Justin again. And before you exit this
1: very episode, wherever you're listening, I want to say thank you for being here. I hope you learned something new and are leaving more inspired by the conversation you just heard. Men of the Hour is also on Instagram and YouTube at Men of the Hour podcast, where you can find all of our video sneak peek exclusives and full episodes. Be sure to follow and subscribe and do all those great things so that we can stay connected. And right before you jump, I would love to hear from you if you would put a rating and review right here where you're listening. Until next Monday, continue taking care of yourself and building the best possible life.